Hey, brewing lovers, welcome back to the DC Beer Show, covering the latest and greatest in craft beer in the region. Remember that you can get all the news you need about craft beer in the DMV, including the most comprehensive calendar of events available at dcbeer.com or on all the social media channels at DC Beer. Today, Adam and I are at Seven Locks Brewery in the heart of Rockville, Maryland, founded in 2015. Uh, Adam and I interviewed one of the co-founders, Jim Beeman, in the third episode of this podcast. Embarrassing uh, to think back that far. Yeah, back back, uh, back when we were new at this. Uh, so you should go back and listen to that episode. But if you do, please be forgiving. We've gotten much better in the past two years uh, at, at podcasting. Uh, so, But we are back at Seven Locks today for a very, very special reason. Yes, and today we're joined by head brewer Michael Linsmeyer. Hello, folks. And thank you for joining us. And we are here for a special event. And Michael, could you tell us a little bit about that event? Sure. So the event takes place on October 12th. It's a Saturday. Um, basically, you come, you pay $45, and you get three cigars, two 12-ounce pints, and the bottle, um, a barrel-aged uh, bottle. And this event is taking place outdoors. It's going to be uh, 2 to 5 p.m. So, All yeah, right. that's, that's basically it. So, basically, it's a cigar and bear, bear herring. Exactly. With some barrel-aged beer. A cigar beer and what? Thrown in as well. Beer herring. Cigar and beer. Yes. Yeah, there might be Not bears bear. there as well. Hopefully, there'll be no it's bears. It's unconfirmed. <laughs> but, um, could you tell us a little bit about the barrel-aged program that you have here? When did it start? Sure. So uh, we started barrel aging beer, um, mostly bourbon, uh, whiskey, about two years in. And uh, we've been kegging those guys every now and then for special occasions, for our birthday, um, for you know other holidays. And we serve them on tap. But uh, recently, uh, we just got a, a bottling machine. And we're going to, in the future, we're going to start bottling our barrel aged beers. So we just uh, bottled uh, about a week ago. And uh, we're going to be releasing that pretty soon. Great. So it makes it a lot easier for people to take it home. Yes, yes. They can take uh, several home if they want. Fill up a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> so you're switching from, from mostly uh, serving your barrel-aged stuff on tap to doing this bottling. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to have available? Again, let's talk, let's talk a little bit. I'm going off script here a little bit, but let's talk a little bit about what you're going to actually have available at your event. So we've barrel-aged a Scottish ale for about a year in bourbon barrels. Um, half of them were just straight, straight up bourbon. The other were uh, peated smoked um so so you're definitely (laughs) gonna get some uh smoky character and we'll be tasting that a little bit that sounds Um, good so yeah i'll definitely pair uh well with the cigars i think all right so i've got a question about the whole beer and cigar pairing like how this is the first time i've ever heard of this and that doesn't mean it's the first time out there because god knows i don't hear about a lot of things but (laughs) the how did you guys sort of think about the idea of of doing a beer and cigar pairing event well, uh, in the past, we've done a lot of collaborations um, with other people. Um, I know personally that uh, Jim, one of the co-owners of this brewery, he uh, he likes he enjoys cigars, and uh, I think it may have been uh, one of his ideas. Ah, nice. Okay. 
was there, was there a lot of coordination in this? I mean, was there like sort of the the okay, we've got these cigars and we want to find the right beers to match them, or was it we've got these beers, let's go find the right cigars? Probably the latter. The latter. Yeah. 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 Okay. But we have recently been experimenting with uh, smoky beers. Uh, I know I enjoy them myself, and I know Jim and Keith do as well. So it's. I, I love a smoky it's been in the beer. For a while. I love yep. a smoky beer. I'm, I'm so saying, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm predicting, Rauch beers will become like the next thing. Yeah. Speaking of Rauch beers, we're about to brew one. Are um, you coming up soon? Oh, yeah. really? <gasps> oh. This will be our first too, so um, it'll be very interesting. But okay, Rauch beer. Any more details? This conversation. Yes. <laughs> details. Like um, well, I'm gonna say uh, next month, the month after, as soon as we have you know available tank space for it, basically. Wow. Yeah. It's probably going to follow the uh, the pumpkin, so I'm going to sell out that. Then, uh, yeah, that makes that here. makes sense. That makes sense. That okay, does make sense. All right, uh, this episode is coming out soon too, so that's relevant to uh, all of you listening to this. Uh, pumpkin beer, yay! Do you make your pumpkin beer? Totally going off script now. Um, do you make your pumpkin beer as a pumpkin spice beer? Okay, yeah, this is a let's fun do, let's conversation. Have this conversation. All right, all right, let's let's clarify things. Um, there's no actual pumpkin in this beer. Uh, okay, it is uh, pumpkin spices. Uh, we like to use pumpkin spices. That's what really comes out in the aroma. And then uh, you know, because it has a malty background, it kind of blends right. really well together. Almost gingerbready. Um, but yeah, no actual pumpkin because that doesn't really follow, you know, throughout the fermentation. It can be sure, 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 sure. And, but there yeah. are people who make pumpkin beers and there are people who make pumpkin spice beers. Yeah, this is a pumpkin spice But it's a pumpkin spice beer. Okay, I, I cut it short. I just say pumpkin beer, pumpkin ale, uh, but what happened? And let's be clear. I homebrew. I've made pumpkin beers. Pumpkin spice beers or pumpkin beers? Pumpkin beers. Oh, yes, nice. I know. They turn okay. out. The pumpkin gives such little flavor <laughs> to <laughs> the beer. It's not exactly. It has no flavor. Yeah. There's a the reason why pumpkin really? spice is a yeah. big thing it tastes even if it's real pumpkin beer with real pumpkin it tastes like pumpkin spice. we we actually put pumpkin in last year's uh did you okay and i can't t- taste the difference yeah, it has right. been a exactly. year but i can't yeah. Yeah. so yeah, yeah. we're like what what's the point you know exactly it's a right. lot well, of pumpkin you got to put in to get very little retain. Mm-hmm. i think it's big news that we have settled the pumpkin question yeah in pumpkin beer great uh <laughs> totally off script but really important conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to the event that we're here for. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be a one-time event, or are there going to be some future cigar and bear? P- bear. I keep saying bear. Beer. You can say bear. That's fine. Bearings. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because, be- uh, well, our ex logo is a is a bear. You know, you That's bears probably it. Yeah. yeah. Let me blame it on the brewery. There you go. Uh, <laughs> blame it on Brutus. That's what we call him. There we go. So. Um, this, I think we've only planned this one event, but I mean, obviously if it goes well, uh, we're going to do another one. I mean, we've done Harry Potter trivia. We didn't think we'd do that again. And then we <laughs> well, did like once or wow. twice more. And it was great, you know, good showing. So, all right. But I, I assume we're going to do it. Uh, cool. Continue to do this. Excellent. So today we're drinking the Rattlewood India Brown Ale. First off, Mike, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, um, India Brown Ale. It's a malty beverage with a little bit of a you know a bitter finish, um, so it nicely balances each other out. Um, I guess uh, it was uh, Jim's recipe, uh, one of the owners of the brewery, and uh, my partner uh, Brian. He brewed it, and uh, I think it turned out really well. I like okay. it. I really like it. I mean, you talk about brown ales being malty beverages. This doesn't have a lot of malt, or 
a lot of sweet malt, I should mm. say. Yes. Know? You get a lot of malt flavors and you get a lot of, you know, some bitterness from hops and malts and there's coffee flavors. It's really complex, but not a lot of that usual sweetness you get with a lot of brown ales. Is that what you were that going is what, for? Yes, yeah. that's what we were going for. Um, it has a little bit of, it's got some body to it, but we did uh, dry it out so that it's not too clean. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's more, more of a cleaner finish. It's like a malty, um, but nice sort of toffee and a little bit of bitterness from sort of a burnt sort of toffee caramel thing, which is different. And, and it's a great way to make bittery and malty from essentially, you know, like, like tastes like one, uh, complete sugar, I guess, (laughs) but like one complete, complete flavor profile. Um, yeah, and you have the great coffee flavor too. Which oh, the coffee aroma! Is usually, amazing. you get with heavier, darker beers, mm-hmm. but it goes really well in the brown ale as well. Yeah, it's like a really delicious, you know, toffee roast to it, and it's just pretty good. Um, enjoy it myself. And now, this is going to be available at the event. Um, it possibly possibly uh, okay. It may or may not last till twelve. However, we are going to be brewing our uh, grubby thicket brown ale, which will be a similar malt background. Um, so you're you're still going to get that that toffiness, and it's still going to be drinkable as well. And my notes tell me that that should be paired with a medium cigar. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Yes, yes, medium. Sure, the medium, medium does cigar. it. That's what the notes say. Um, <laughs> we do we don't have a cigar today to try it out, which is. Probably a good thing. I agree with that. Now, I've also had your snaked in Saison with raspberry, which I think, I mean, it's a very different beer than the brown, but it's similar in that both are dried out in Mm -hmm. terms of it's not a sweet raspberry flavor either. So that seems to be like a, I don't know if I'd say theme. Common theme. Common Um, thing. And I really like that, to be honest. That, that is a little bit of a theme here. Uh, we tend to brew beers that are, you know, you can have more than one of. Um, we like, a, we, we give our beers complexity, but also um, drinkability and try to always find that balance. Yeah, it's a, it's a board that has a lot of under 7% on it uh, as we sit here today. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, really so do. do I. Yeah, the board tends to fluctuate with the percentages, um, but yeah, we always try to accommodate you know people uh, lower you know ABVs uh, for those who just they just want a beer after work, and then mm-hmm. and then others who you know they they they're hard heavy rollers and they, they <laughs> right they want the biggest bang for their buck, and we we get it. You know, I've been there. <laughs> the biggest bang for their yes. buck. That is a. That's a whole conversation we could ha- really have about beer and sort of there's Adam and I talk a lot about beer math, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is basically like you how, introduced me to that to beer math. I never oh, thought about math, it before. Beer math. beer math is extremely important. Beer math is a there's, there's an equation for how long you have until 
the end of the night or the day or mm -hmm. whatever uh, until you have to really have to stop drinking. Mm. How many, how much you can consume in terms of quantity? How much? What's the quantity? And then what ABV mm. you have to <laughs> you have to average? Oh, that's interesting. In order to actually be able to function for that period of time without making a complete ass of yourself for throwing. I've actually <laughs> thought a lot about this too, and I, I call it the golden ratio. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that right? is fantastic. You got, I mean, the beer it's mostly water, right? And then right. you have alcohol in there. Um, another force at play are esters, um, and mm -hmm. I think they can mm -hmm. they can cause uh, some issues as well. That is, that is, I, I think that is correct. Yeah, kind of like red wine versus white wine. Okay, mm -hmm. you might have the same ABV, but one may hit you harder. It's weird. Right, it's like, well, right. What's going on? Well, there's other forces at play. Yes, I think they're called congeners or something like that. But they right, know, right, they influence right. your brain. I don't know. So yeah, those equations are they're, are complex, but uh, and there's a lot of variables, but. And I, I and I think about it a lot because I go to a lot of beer events and I drink a lot of beer and there's all of the different factors with that. There's health factors and disease factors and um, just like day to day like functioning factors, <laughs> right? Like I mean, it's really easy to well, become yeah. an alcoholic. And I don't know if yeah. we talk about that a lot in in sort of craft beer and brewing and all this stuff, but when you're drinking alcohol every day you really have to sort of compensate for that mm -hmm. um with exercise and making sure you stay hydrated and all these other things but so beer math is an actual real thing that i think about it's like how much alcohol can i drink and still be able to do the things that i have to do because drinking alcohol is sort of my job in some mm -hmm. ways but at the same time i can't be drunk all the time mine too i have to you know frequently taste beers uh, <laughs> right. um sometimes even when i don't want to you know but i think also everyone has a different body type so True. you know someone can handle you know more alcohol than others it depends on you know body mass and how quickly you digest we you ate before you yep. got to take all that into consideration sure. um but you just gotta customize your math, yeah. <laughs> yeah customize your uh you know, golden ratio. Yeah. Yeah. I like the golden ratio analogy, but yeah, I think about it a lot. And there's, I love patting myself on the back when I get through a night, like, you know, DC beer week was a couple of weeks ago and mm -hmm. I was at something every single night and I pretty much got through the week feeling really good about myself and sort of how I managed to control the amount of had a great time got mm -hmm. to try a lot of different beer but sort of never woke up in the morning going oh i regret any you know like, right right and you don't want to regret all that you don't, fun, you don't. so you know? it's just a matter of you know like pacing yourself and drinking water and not ordering 16 ounces <laughs> every <laughs> single time like knowing that you have to taste especially at like battle of the barrel aged beers where the average abv is 12 and a half percent you really have yeah. to exhibit self-control. You really like yeah. do. I also made a mistake early on. When I first got into craft beer, oh, it was so delicious. You know, it came in this beautiful looking goblet and and I would wolf it down <laughs> right? and I would get smashed. And I'm like, what's going on? You know? And it's like, well, okay, if it's higher ABV, it's a little bit richer, you may have to drink it a little bit slower. And yeah. I just wasn't, I was I drank it like juice. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to modify that a little bit. Yeah, well, you live and learn. You live and learn. All right. We're going to have to talk a little bit about pumpkin beer. Well, we did, but I think we need to go back to it because we've now drank the pumpkin ale. You've had some? You I've had this. some. I've, I've finished so mine. We've, we've come to the, the conclusion <laughs> that it's okay to call pumpkin spice beer pumpkin beer because 
it really doesn't make any sense to brew with pumpkin. I totally agree with that. Okay. Having done it a couple of times now. Then I have to say, unequivocally, I'm not a huge fan of pumpkin spice beer. Really? I think you, really? there's no shame in that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love pumpkin spice generally, but pumpkin spice beer just seems like it's un- completely unnecessary. There are amazing flavors you can create with ingredients in beer without having to make it taste like pumpkin pie. I'm on the record. On the record. I don't disagree with you, but on the other hand, I like pumpkin spice. So <laughs> I do like pumpkin spice. <laughs> so I I'll don't drink a pumpkin I don't mind beer. I think beer, I think part but, of it is a nostalgia factor, you know. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of reminds me reminds people of the the holidays, you know, mom mm-hmm. and dad and and pumpkin pie and it just like gives that warm fuzzy feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can and then see and it. then pumpkin, you know, season passes and you're like get away from me. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, I don't know. Right. Maybe there's just a time and place I don't for know, it. I prefer it every now and then. But just well, every now and then, because it's not. Spices you know, we, are potent. Clove we, we, is no right. joke. We're yeah, going off we, topic. We talk pumpkin about spice pairing. latte. Would you do you uh, do you have or do you like pumpkin spice lattes, Adam? I don't drink coffee. All oh, right, Michael. <laughs> um, I cold brew my own coffee and uh, <laughs> add a little bit of cocoa into it and some like oat milk. But uh, yeah, I, I may enjoy it though if I had one. Yeah, I never <laughs> order that stuff. My wife loves it, but okay, I'm a hermit. All right, but for me, a lot of it comes down to food pairing, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can pair a pumpkin spice beer with. Well, Whoa, I have I, tried Michael's making differ, right? <laughs> not necessarily, um, but I, I have made a pumpkin ale uh, chili uh, recently, and it was pretty good. Mm. And I actually used pumpkin puree in it too. I had okay. both. Well, that's different. That's putting it in the chili, right? Sure. I'm talking about drinking it. Yeah, you're talking about a pairing. Right. Right. In terms of drinking the beer. Um, And I got it right this time. I actually would eat like a ginger snap cookie and drink a um, pumpkin. I I think that that. could definitely. I think actually a ginger snap cookie would probably. I I totally agree. How often is that going to happen? Not very often. (laughs) Well, it's really up to you. Uh, You know, you're sitting down to dinner. You're not going to choose the pumpkin spice beer. That's what I'm saying. But dessert. It's a dessert beer. Yeah, usually, I mean, it's kind of like a dessert in itself. Yeah. You know, it's it's a exactly. treat. Exactly. It's the beer I, I, itself. No, you keep saying mm-hmm. exactly. I don't know what you're... What I'm saying is it's a beer for drinking on its own as opposed to drinking with food. Yes, you could have it with a cookie maybe. Okay. okay. But it's really uh, meant that. to be I think that's a, drinking I think that's what own. makes it so controversial is that the beer is just so... <laughs> it's so, you know, spicy. Oh, it's... It's, you either love it or you hate that's it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. See, I don't need it. I, if, I like saisons. Yeah, yeah. All right. Mm. I like saisons. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if it, I love it or hate it. Actually, I oh. like it. Wow. wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> this was not <laughs> supposed to be the topic of this podcast, but it's been a lot of fun to talk about pumpkin beer, and um, it's actually the season, so this is going to come out in October. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, this makes a great conversation for the timing. So. I have a pumpkin. We have pumpkin beer in my refrigerator right now because my wife loves pumpkin mm. beer. Loves it. She loves pumpkin spice. She loves pumpkin spice latte. She loves Halloween. You know that, Adam. Oh my yes. Wife is a Halloween fiend. Yeah, my uh, daughter now is following in her footsteps. Uh oh. Her dorm room for the last several weeks. Several weeks has already been. It's decorated for Halloween, this, folks. So. And she's now working at a Halloween store. Wow. <laughs> 
That's dedication. We have close families. That's <laughs> what that, what that yeah. tells you. But yeah. Um, I blame it on your wife. My wife has not started decorating. God bless her. She's it's a little tough without the kid at home. All right. I think we've settled the pumpkin beer <laughs> controversy pretty solidly. I think it's settled. Yeah. Didn't realize there was Can a controversy. I say there's a controversy. <laughs> All right. Um, so it's Oktoberfest season. What are you guys doing for Oktoberfest? Now, wait. I got to step back. This is good. This is going to air after your Oktoberfest. <laughs> so right, maybe we right. should talk Funny, about that. Funny uh, you mentioned that. So I believe it's this Saturday we're going to celebrate our Oktoberfest. Um, so we're going to have our New England style IPA uh, shattered glass available. Um, monks are just what's on tap right now. Um, we got, you know, of course, our staples, Sven Dorothy and Redland. We were just talking about Rattlewood India Brown Ale. That'll be available. I will probably have the pumpkin as well. Um, got a little bit of a high view honey stage week. Can come on down, help us uh, finish that guy off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Drink up, people. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be a great time. We're going to be selling you know, bratwurst and sauerkraut and might have some live music. The outdoors is going to be available. It's going to be a good time. I might show up. <laughs> hey, when the brewer says he's going to show up for the party, you know it's going to be later good. Later in time, you know? Bust out the suspenders. <laughs> I love seeing brewers in later hosen. Yeah. I've seen that twice in the last it eight days. It gives you a good warm feeling, you yeah. know? I don't, I don't know what it is. Like jolly. Uh, I feel like I have to get some now. It I'm a puts too you in the... for later hosen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it'll it ever It makes work. the season. It does. It does. I it saw does. Uh, have to wear it Robert Rodriguez from twice. from uh, DC Brow, and then Christian Christian Lakey yeah. from Silver Branch mm-hmm. in the last eight days wearing Lederhosen. So I got to get me some. <laughs> Every right. man should own a pair. I'll stick with a kilt. <laughs> Amazon just one click away. Don't need Lederhosen as well. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> just wanted to ask a question about the high view honey sage wheat. Mm-hmm. Is that made with honey and sage, or is sage? I just oh, trying another to controversy. Yeah. So uh, the honey aroma in this beer actually comes from a malt that it's called honey okay. malt. Um, right. It's it's barley, um, but the way they malt it, it brings out a lot of honey aroma. You can actually throw honey in your beer, but a lot of it depends on when you throw it in. But like a lot of the honey aroma gets uh, it's. It loses that that aroma over over right. time. You just consume yeah. it, you boil it out. Um, but honey malt uh, can taste pretty good. And then uh, the sage actually really really complements the the honey and the wheat very well. It's a little bit of clove because of the wheat, but it's, it's a very delicious beer. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a home brewer, I brew with honey malt a lot. Oh, nice. As opposed to regular honey, because mm-hmm. like you said, you know, honey's a sugar. Yeah, gets fermented out. Yeah, it does. Flavor escapes. But yeah, but it's, it's pretty incredible what flavors you can get from uh, the malting process. It's a wide range of flavors just coming from malted barley and the other adjunct grains. Yeah. Wow, this has been a controversy-filled <laughs> episode of the DCB show. <laughs> Amazing. We got to come up to uh, Maryland more often. Yeah, I think we do. We haven't been. I encourage it. We haven't been up Montgomery County in a while. Glad we're here. Yeah. Me too. Uh, I've really enjoyed the beers. I mean, they're so, all that makes really me happy. Clean, it's, it's, very say, flavorful, and complex. And 
And I, there are people who are going to argue this point with me, and I don't care. But Surrender Dorothy remains one of my favorite local, regional, probably better word, uh, IPAs. Uh, same with me. Yeah. I love a Surrender Dorothy from Seven Locks. I make it really happy. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to talk a little bit about the tap room because we've been talking about sort of these events and stuff. And I think if listeners haven't been here, you should know a little bit about the space. I agree. Uh, we haven't been yeah. here and done a show here in a couple of years, and it's probably been uh, probably a year since I've actually been here just to drink. Mm-hmm. But uh, you got a really great tap room here. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, there's almost always parking, unless the place is packed. Yeah, because it's totally industrial. <laughs> very yeah, very industrial, and we have additional parking with signs and stuff. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's, it's got a very industrial feel, but it's also, you know, it's, it's a great hangout pad, you know, plenty of space, tables, um, you know, we got, we got swag, we, we got, uh, you know, bar games and, um, there's know, a lot of, there's a lot of space. And on the weekends when the weather's nice, there's outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the places, I mean, one of the, I love a place where you're, you always feel like you're sitting in the brewery mm-hmm. and, and here, there's the barrels are on one wall, and like all the tanks are just yeah. visible. It's, Every time you go use the restroom, you get a beautiful glimpse of the shiny you're basically equipment. Basically, walking, yeah, yeah, through the through the brewery yeah. to go to the bathroom. Give yourself a self tour. Yeah, so <laughs> um, tons of games here. Uh, a lot of stuff to do. You have live music on mm-hmm. Saturday nights. Yeah, most Saturdays. Most Saturdays and trivia. Trivia on Thursdays, dog-friendly Sundays. Um, you can bring your own food. We usually do food trucks, though. Sure. When we talked to Jim the first time, he, we were joking about how food trucks were a problem because, again, this was two years ago, almost two years ago. Right. And and it was just like, you know, food trucks were inconsi- showed up inconsistently and stuff like that. You but know, I think now now yeah. the, the brewery circuit. We're a little bit more established. Yeah. And we've built some a pretty good relationship with sure. uh, yeah, some yeah. food trucks. So it took a little bit of time. But now uh, we have some uh, food trucks that are very reliable, Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. And food trucks thrive on brewery and mm-hmm. distillery business mm-hmm. now. Um it's a great way for them to find new customers uh, who might see them in other places during the week. Uh, so, and and I think if you really like beer and you pay attention to food trucks, you follow the food trucks to breweries. So, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a very symbiotic relationship the two of them have. And this place is a lot of fun. Big screen. You guys do a lot of sports on the weekends. Oh, we sure do. Yeah. All right. Football, soccer basketball whatever is there a, no. are you is this a is this a like a terps place is there um well, do you have because well, there's a lot of places now that are sort of like finding like we're the place for Nah, we're pretty laid back i know we've got some redskins uh fans here of course and caps and, and nats and you know local teams but i mean we'll have other games on as well uh, my, i hey. myself i'm a green bay packer fan but you don't get all those games it's <laughs> right. too bad but yeah and and you can just Go go to the bartender. I'm like, hey, can I watch this game? I mean, we're pretty flexible. It's All right, so you're brewery. you're shunning the sports bar motif. <laughs> <laughs> sports brewery. I think it's. I think that's coming. I think there's I like. Think it is. Yeah, Green Bay is a great I mean, team who doesn't too. like sports? You know, I mean, yeah. people who like bars 
usually like sports as well. But I think a lot of breweries are going to start like identifying, like finding Mm -hmm. audiences and being like, we're the, we're the place to come watch. Yeah. Should we get into another controversy? Oh, let's, let's. I am a Patriots fan. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, look. I know. That always brings out controversy because everyone's so jealous of us. Yeah, nah, yeah that's probably fan. what it is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Although I like Green Bay as well. Oh, listener, if you could see the sarcasm <laughs> in Michael's face right now, this is a podcast. No, but you trust know, I, me, I get it. It was there. You, you, like, I'm a Green Bay. Pa- I wasn't born in, in Green Bay or Wisconsin, but my family, you know, are kind of from there. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a, I was kind of ingrained into the the culture, you know. It's where you, where you're from or what your exactly. family's into. So, and it's it's all good and fun. Yep. I don't know. I don't that's, take it too that's seriously. That's where I'm from. So. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, unfortunately, we have to close this episode of the DC Beer Show. Um, I'm and I are probably going to stay a little longer and enjoy some beer. Uh, you should come up to Seven Locks, definitely, in Rockville to enjoy their beer. Uh, uh, especially on October 12th, Saturday, their beer and cigar pairing event. Uh, Michael, remind listeners what it'll cost and what they'll get. Uh, $45 on the 12th, and they'll get three cigars, two 12-ounce pints, and the bottle. Excellent. If you want to get tickets to uh, the cigar and beer pairing event... Just show up. <laughs> just, just come to Seven Locks. Yeah. Go to dcbeer.com uh, and look at featured events. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, visit dcbeer.com for all the latest news and craft beer in the DMV and the most comprehensive calendar of events. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter, The Weekly Pour, to get the latest and greatest delivered to your inbox every week. And remember, always drink great beer like we are. Thanks for joining us, Michael. You're welcome. Thank you so much.